0: Welcome to the Fit Aviators Club podcast where aviation, fitness, and mindset meet to improve the balance of your health and quality of life in aviation. This is your host, Fernando Contreras, and let's get to it. Significant events in our lives can open a path in which we can embark on. We can put all our determination, all our discipline to this path. And just like with anything else, it'll have its moments of success and its moments of failures. Today, I get to talk with Maggie Olchik. She is a pilot for a major U.S. airline who also created and is the founder of Avi Foods, a super healthy granola with health as its main ingredient. We also talk about how health and fitness has impacted her aviation career and also leading her to create this Avi Foods. It is a really interesting podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. Maggie, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's an honor.
0: Yeah, um, I was actually kind of interested in the uh, on on your last name, Olchik. That is it, where where are you from?
1: So I'm originally from Poland. <laughs> I was born there. Um, my parents and I emigrated in 1990, uh, pretty much at the fall of communism. So right when everything was, was changing and there was a big shift, they decided to move to the U S they, they wanted to have a better life here. So yeah,
0: wow. That's amazing. How old were you when you got here?
1: I was six.
0: Wow. Wow. And and you moved to, um, somewhere that has like similar, similar environment to Poland, like you know, gets cold in the winter and maybe gets a little (laughs) hot in the summer? Or did you move somewhere just tropical like how I did? Uh,
1: No, no, we moved to Chicago, unfortunately. I I wish my folks had been moving further west. That would have been lovely. But the climate here is very similar. So they were used to it. There is quite a large Polish community and population here Oh, really so i think that was a big reason Uh, my grandparents were here also and it just made life a little bit easier of a transition when you're when you're new Um, but they quickly moved to the suburbs just to uh, learn the language and, and learn everything else that the u.s brought so
0: I agree. It's total. It's a lot easier when when there's already some sort of establishment going on wherever you're going to move to, especially if you're coming from somewhere else. But do you still speak Polish? Do you speak it at all?
1: I do. I do. I speak. I read. I write. Wow. It's just. Uh, I think what helped is my parents uh, spoke to me every day, yeah. uh, so I didn't forget, and I know that's. Um, if, if I hadn't done that, it would have been very easy to because it's a tough language to, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's just very tough to master. So if I didn't grow up with it, I think I would have forgotten a long time ago.
0: <laughs> I agree. I, I haven't gotten the chance to visit Poland yet, uh, but I did run into some people who have and they have Great things to say about it. I'm sure it's much different visiting than actually living, uh, but it's still one of those things where there's a lot of history there. And it would be very nice to go see and get a, get a piece of what, you know, that country has to offer. So
1: Absolutely. I feel like Poland is a hidden gem. You know, a lot of people go to Prague. They go to Germany. Yeah. They're right yep. next door. They're our neighbors, <laughs> but um, yeah, I encourage everyone to at least try it out. You will not be disappointed. I promise. And yeah. Poland has come a very, very long way since the nineties. Um, it's just it's world class, and I miss it very much.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, well, hopefully, do you get to go uh, often? Back?
1: I do. I try to go every year.
0: Oh great. So. Okay, so well, that's good. Well, that's fantastic. Hopefully, uh, I get to vi- Jess and I get to visit that soon and uh, be able to experience it. So when you came over to the US, was aviation something that you kind of wanted to do since you were a kid? Did it spark an interest in you when you moved here? How did that come about?
1: Uh, Honestly, it was never really, um, it was never on my radar. No one in my family was a pilot, uh, unfortunately. So I got introduced to it when I was in high school and fell in love with it very quickly, and then really wanted to pursue it. But I didn't know how to do that. It was a very big, steep, steep learning curve. Um, I had some mentors here and there, but also I feel like the community present day, um, particularly with social media, having access to things like Instagram, Facebook, Um, All of these incredible groups at your fingertips um, really makes a huge difference um, because I can uh, basically send out one message to the World Wide Web uh, to any group of female aviators, for example, or Polish or whatever group I I may want to interact with Mm -hmm. and get a response same day. So that part is incredible, I think. When I was starting out, that wasn't the case, but I'm so glad it is now because it opens doors to a lot of other people that otherwise may have not considered the career.
0: Yeah, I totally have to agree with you there. And I think one of the greatest things about, you know, the challenges of finding the most efficient avenue to become a pilot is was a lot harder back then. Um, and, And you go through all these mistakes, all these things that you would the next person that you get to at least talk to that you wouldn't want them to kind of go through that. You would kind of want them to go through a little bit more of an efficient route, maybe spend less money in flight school or something like that. And I think that's one of the greatest things about uh, pilots who are, you know, a, a step ahead guiding everybody who is upcoming, you know, and I think that's such a great thing now with social media to be able to get that instant, uh, you know, instant response based to a a question that somebody might have,
1: which is something,
0: yeah, which is something that, you know, instant gratification or instant responses sometimes is not good, but in the cases of, Hey, I kind of want to get started. I would love to hear from someone who's in that field and that experience. I'm going to try to send them a message or try to get in contact with them to see if uh, they can give me some pointers. And it's, and it's a really nice, rewarding thing to, to do so. That's awesome. That's good.
1: I, I agree. And, you know, I think having had someone that perhaps came from my background could have given me um, a little bit more direction early on. You know, yeah. things ended up working out uh, in, in, you know, just fine in my case. There were a lot of ups and downs and curves in the road that I wouldn't change anyway. But, yeah, I think uh, there's benefits, there's negatives, there's good and bad but if you take the the good pieces, you can really um, take away a lot of good things from from the way you know things are functioning present day.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's all a balance, right? It's all a balance. So speaking about balance, uh, you you fly for a major uh, airline. What aircrafts have you flown, and what are you currently in?
1: Uh, so in the airline world, I have flown um, the Airbus three hundred and twenty and three hundred and nineteen. Mm -hmm. and the Boeing 767 and 757. Um, There's about five different models of those two types. Um, And currently, I am back on the Airbus.
0: (laughs) Okay, nice. Do you like... uh, Did you want to switch back airframes due to, like, different routing, or did you just like Airbus over Boeing?
1: You know, I... I, I hate to choose sides, <laughs> but the Airbus <laughs> is my baby. I love that I plane very much. It just, <laughs> everything logistically and the way it was designed, I, I really enjoy. It makes sense. Um, but truthfully, I was flying overseas uh, internationally uh, pre pandemic, um, a little bit during COVID. And then COVID just kind of made all the musical chairs stop. So at that point, um, uh, I, I went back to the Airbus and I made an effort. Um, I thought about what that would entail, whether or not I should go back and fly international again. But during COVID, I also started a business and just being on the same time zone makes my life a little bit more manageable. Um, it's already a little bit hectic and busy trying to combine and do two very different things at the same time and then yeah. adding crossing the pond on a weekly basis i think that would have been a little bit too much for me at this time
0: yeah i feel like with with that the, the things start to get out of balance it's just too too much to handle uh so how are you able to kind of balance all that out i mean you 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 begin your you begin your career as an as an airline pilot and then you know, as the pandemic came about, you started this this company with, with uh, making granola. Was being an entrepreneur always kind of like in the back of your mind or was that spark kind of like because, you know, COVID happened and why did you start AV Foods?
1: Great questions. So I think I had always had the desire to start something. I wasn't entirely sure what that would be, uh, but I knew whatever I, I chose, I hoped that it would at least make a positive impact on, on, um, on someone. Obviously, the more the better, but I had always had that inkling in, inside, and pre-pandemic, um, I wanted to create something, and this was really sparked by a, a very close friend of mine who got sick at a very young age. And what I took away from him getting sick, he was also a pilot, um, was the nutrition factor and um, the eating and the, the, the healthy habits that, you know, he lacked and therefore I lacked. And I started to notice a lot of people did. Um, when you're a pilot, particularly, it doesn't really seem to matter what phase you're in. I think the later you get on with your career, the more flexibility you have. Um, you're a little bit more financially stable as well, so you can spend money on things um, that maybe you're not able to early on. But um, his illness kind of sparked this interest of, hey, you know, I think I need to change my life, and and it has to deal with the nutrition aspect. And so that was always in the back of my mind, and I never knew how I would do it um, until I was flying really long trips Uh, my trips would be on average 14 plus hours. And when you, uh, when you factored in the time pre-departure and then post-departure, sometimes uh, I would be, you know, in the plane or at work for 20 plus hours on a very regular basis. And I never particularly cared for water. So I thought, okay, I want to electrolyte hydration powder that I can take on the road with me that I actually enjoy and that I like. Couldn't find one, so I just made one. And I thought, okay, you know, I love this stuff. I want to drink it. I'm gonna, I am want to share it with, with my friends. And I started to share it with family. And then that started to turn into a little bit of a, of a side hustle. Um, okay. The pandemic kind of put a stop to that. And through that business, I learned a lot of lessons of what to do and what not to do. So fast forward, we're now in the middle of the pandemic and now my very busy lifestyle where I was basically running around constantly, um, was trying to feed myself well, I was very physically active, but also I was a snacker. So when, when you're an airline pilot, as you know, we are gone on average about half the month. Maybe a little maybe those things get a little bit better as we get more seniority and the trips get more lucrative and we're able to get our our paws on those. But in the beginning, it's about half the month. So my personality type is such that, okay, half the month is at work. The other half, I now have to squeeze in what everyone else has 30 days to do. And I tried because I, I like to live, you know, kind of full throttle, live every every moment to its fullest And what ended up happening is I was snacking constantly. Um, I would have a meal when it came to sitting down with friends and family. But most of the time, I was just grazing, eating, snacking throughout the day. So when the pandemic hit, uh, the flying stopped. And now all I had was nothing but time (laughs) to sit in my kitchen and experiment and do the things that I had wanted to do. And I knew that once life returned back to normal, um, I would want to take some of those things that I had created in the kitchen and take it on the road with me. And one of the things that I, I always loved was like crunchy, sweet snacks. Um, Granola is kind of what got into my mind. I thought, Oh, this could, you know, double as a snack. I could throw this with a smoothie or with yogurt or just eat it as a breakfast cereal. I'm, I'm kind of a cereal girl too. So I wanted to uh, check a lot of boxes, but while creating this, I also wanted it to make sense. So I am very big on sugar and trying to eliminate it from my diet. I am a self-proclaimed sugar addict. So that has always been a very big challenge to me. And one of the things that my friend was going through when uh, when he got diagnosed with colon cancer at 36, uh, even in the hospital, the protocol uh, did not eliminate sugar,
0: which really?
1: really surprised me. Wow. Because now we know not only is sugar incredibly addictive, yeah. but it feeds cancer cells.
0: Right. right. So...
1: Um, I thought, okay, I'm going to try to still have it taste sweet so people actually enjoy it and like it, yeah. but not be dependent on the sugar. And I have family that is um, diabetic and pre-diabetic, so hence um, adding just a minimal amount of sugar alcohols to kind of make everyone happy.
0: Balance it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's an incredible I mean, trial and error and, and and I'm so sorry about to hear about your friend, but uh you know, when you had this opportunity to kind of start your own thing for a good cause, I think it's something amazing that has made its way through. I mean, I follow your your page, uh it's it's Abbey Foods Co, right on Instagram. I, I I mean I, I see the great ideas that you make with this granola. It looks it looks so tasty. I mean it's like I would want to come back home and kind of make those. But I also know if I take it on the road, it's going to be uh, good for me as well. And, you know, it, the whole trial and error that you I, I, I'm surprised it started off with electrolytes. And because that's an easier thing to make, right? Like you just throw in a couple like sodium, magnesium <laughs> and you just mix it all up.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And that that's um, and, you know, I was importing ingredients that were really pure, high quality, uh, dragon fruit from malaysia uh yeah. it was it was really it was a quality product um and as is the granola i i try to do everything um intelligently and with a lot of purpose because i know people that will be eating it um are expecting a certain caliber and i would never want right. to put out anything subpar anyway but um yes the electrolyte powder was was just that would have been a slam dunk but you know, COVID just kind of derailed a lot of the plans I had had. So, yeah, yeah, you just, you have to learn to pivot sometimes and see, you know, if there's any, anything else that could work. But um, it wasn't so much, I wasn't so much on focusing like, oh, this business didn't work, I need to do something else. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just my passion. I loved the electrolyte powder, I still drink it, my friends still drink it. Uh, maybe right it's, I'm not super hyper focused on it. Um, the yeah. granola has kind of shifted my my attention because I, I love that as well. But um, yeah, it's just being able to see if you could have an impact um, on others. And at that particular moment, I thought the food aspect would have more of an impact. So That's where the focus has been.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's all, it's really all about what we ingest, right? And and I was actually surprised to hear that the the whole sugar, I mean, I crave sugar as well, but I have gotten to a mentality where I know, yeah, this tastes really good. And sugar as a simple carb, it could replenish the energy that I just consume very quickly. Uh, but if I consume more or if I don't, if I can get energy replacement from other substrates that is not like sugar, I know that putting sugar into my body is going to cause some sort of harm later down the road, depending on the amount, you know, uh, and I think it's, it it takes a, uh, a moment of your mindset just shifting about like, it's not what I'm just consuming. It's about like what it's doing to my body, you know? And, uh, cause I used to, you know, I, I'll, I could, I burn about like 2,700 to 3, 3,100 calories a day. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm using a lot of energy. I'm going to have to replace it back. Let me, let me have some sugar. And and I, and I use like natural fruits and stuff like that. Right. But still at the same time, you can got, you gotta be very mindful of, it's not just about energy replacement. It's about, okay, well it's energy replacement, but you know, metabolically, how's that happening into your body? And and then what are the effects aside from, from energy replacement that sugar is doing to you, you know? So I think that's a, a very good thing for everybody to be conscious of. And it's great that you're doing it to be able to balance that sweet taste with not as much like sugar to be able to have the granola that you have. That is amazing. It tastes really, really good. I put it on everything. Um, so with, with that in mind though, you, you have to, did you, do you have like a health and fitness background that also contributed to the health, the health aspect of trying to help other people out? Did you, were you like, did you play sports before? Or are you still like very active in, in exercise?
1: I am. I am. I've always, um, I've always been very active. It's always been part of my kind of DNA, my personality ever since childhood. (laughs) I feel like I was always running around and and missing for hours when I was little. But um, later on, that transpired to um, being on sports teams, etc. I think later in life, um, what ended up happening is I went from like the group aspect of team sports and did it more on like a volunteer or individual basis. So I was, um, and still am involved with a charity that, um, leads blind marathon runners. So wow. I'm active with that and that's life-changing because if you ever think, yeah, you know, you can't make a difference, uh, you absolutely can. And it, and yeah. small things m- make, make, can make anyone's, um, day you know completely you can completely shift someone's day just by showing up um yeah so i i do that but for from a personal aspect um you know running cycling teams all that stuff but fitness has always been a big part of my my life because i have always attributed kind of mental health with fitness i feel like i just feel better my body feels better. I feel better rested. I sleep better. I function better. Um, right. I, I, yeah, it's just, it, it spans all, all different aspects. So I think it's a, it's a very big part of, of me personally. And I think a lot of people feel the same. Um, you know, it does give you a lot of endorphins, which, which is amazing. Um, and particularly for pilots, You know, we have to be so careful about what we put in our bodies and not just with food, but even if you think you have a cold, um, you can't just take any medicine and you can't just take anything. We always have to, you know, think about it 10 times, see whether or not this is even allowed, whereas someone else in a different profession um, doesn't have to worry about those things. So the better you take care of your body uh, physically, not only from a food standpoint, but from exercise as well. And and then, you know, it kind of builds from the inside out, helping you with your immunity and just having and being strong. I think the better you function in everyday life, and particularly for pilots, and, and I'm not saying this is just for us. Obviously, so many professions are affected, yeah. um, people that work, any night shift, for example, just getting out of that uh normal sleep pattern, you know, can can have a huge effect. Um, so I think fitness really can make a very big positive impact.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a major contribution to, you know, overall health. And I love that you said that you kind of work from your body inside to the out. And that's pretty much what health and fitness truly is about. And um you know when when people start taking care of their bodies on a daily basis the sick time goes down the feeling like you know bad is not that often you have less tweaks muscular imbalances you have less of everything And in fitness it it, once it's incorporated with nutrition sleep and rest like it's all a cycle. One affects the other. So if you're, you know, you could be exercising really great. You could be spot on in your exercise, but your nutrition's lacking. Your, your sleep is going to get affected because it's all about hormone balance, right? But fitness, because a lot of people uh, in aviation, it's a lot of the more less than the nutrition and less than the fitness. We do eat, but we don't eat that great. And we also don't exercise. Well, not we, because you and I do exercise. But I'm talking about the majority of of pilots and flight attendants. It, if you just incorporate a little bit of that fitness, you're gonna see how everything starts to balance out. Because you don't want to just incorporate business and still eat bad. Because you're like, well, I'm wasting my time on this effort that I'm doing. Why am I gonna eat bad? So it one affects the other, and it's the psychological change that is. It's just so amazing. I don't. People don't won't understand it until they actually feel it right? Because it's a, it's this feeling that you're just, you want more of it every single day. You want to have that energy. You don't want to feel lethargic every day. You want to have that, you know, that you get up and you feel like you want to conquer the world every day. Like, I don't know if anybody gets up that same way every day, but that exercise, nutrition, getting good sleep contributes to all that. So because fitness is a great part of your life, how has it helped you manage between everything you have to do as an airline pilot and between everything you have to do as an entrepreneur?
1: That's a great question. And just to go back um, on a couple of things you just mentioned, I couldn't agree more. I think it's a chain of events, right? And everything is is linked uh, very well together. And what you mentioned, uh, it's so beautiful. Wouldn't you want to wake up just feeling great every single day, if we could all do that. Um, And you give a lot of very, very incredible hints and, and tag bits and and things that people can do on the road, not only if you're an airline pilot or a flight crew um, of any sort, but um, just for people in everyday lives. I, I love how you incorporate our job in particular, with being on the road and and making people feel like they can just accomplish and change their life by doing little things. Um, So thank you for that.
0: (laughs) Thank you. That means Um, a lot. Thank you.
1: So going back to your question, it helps, um, you know, when when I get stressed out or when things start to get a little bit too overwhelming just by the nature of things piling up, in your schedule um, whether it's from the business or the job or just anything related to you know that doesn't have to do with with work like regular life with family or friends or or anything that comes up unexpectedly Um, I think when I get stressed out it's nice to be able to have some sort of an escape where you don't A, you don't have to either think about any of it, which to me, Mm -hmm. um, like if I go for a run or a jog, uh, I'll have my earpods in. I'll just, you know, be jamming out and be in the zone and and be happy with the music. And that'll be my time. I know that for this half hour or this hour, I'm not going to worry about anything except enjoying this weather or or this jog or this run or this walk or whatever it may be that day, um, everyone needs balance. So for me, that's in the shape of or form of, of using exercise to do that. Um, also, there have been times where, you know, instead of sitting at a desk uh, on my laptop for hours on end, I'll hop on an elliptical and I'll still go through ideas or go through things that I may need to work on a given day or go through different situations um tasks i need to accomplish or run through emails but on an elliptical for example at least i know i'm moving my heart rate's up a little bit i might not be working that hard but to me i think about it sometimes i'm like shoot instead of sitting here like a like a potato um sedentary why don't i just move get the blood flow moving and it helps ideas flow and and it's just good to move the body anyway so
0: completely agree have you seen so one of my friends uh told me about this yesterday and she sent me a reel on instagram today so i could see it but it's a treadmill that doesn't have like a top part and the top part you can just put your own desk so it's like a standing desk and people just kind of walk and just work away have you seen those before? Those are,
1: <laughs> I haven't. That's amazing. <laughs> it's really
0: cool. I thought it was really, really cool. I mean, it's just, it's perfect. Because like you said, when we're moving, that that's triggering things to start, secre- hormones to start secreting, right? Endorphins, things like that. And we just think more clearly. We think better. We, we have an open, more of an open mind. And we can be more resourceful rather than trying to come up with ideas just sitting down. Now for some people coming up with ideas, sitting down, that might be their thing. Right. And, and they're just really good at that point. But I'm not saying that you have to walk in order for you to get great ideas, but it does help because you're also getting your joints moving. So it's like, you know, we sit in the airplane for such a long time when we got to go, you know, get off the plane and go to catch the hotel shuttle, like that initial, like, ah, I just flew for five hours, my legs are a little numb, or you take a laugh break and your legs are numb. I mean, as much as you exercise and everything, it's still gonna affect you. And I can't even imagine for the people who, who don't exercise and don't keep those joints kind of moving, getting lubricated, having that proper blood flow circulation too, because that's one of the biggest things about sitting down, not getting proper blood flow to your legs. And then, you you know, you, people start having those issues, if you exercise your, if you keep moving, you are increasing cardiac output, no matter how low the level is, but it's still increasing a little bit. And I think that gradually, just like you said, gradually, it starts off with one thing and then you want to get better at it. You want to become, you know, more, you can start with gradual walks. Next thing you know, you're like multitasking, taking phone calls on a run and you can talk great, you know, something like that, but it's all about gradual. It's gradual progression. And I completely have to agree with you that, you know, having two different aspects of your life that are career and passion and hobby wise, uh, fitness to balance everything out is a huge contribution to get rid of all that stress or get a clear mind to go back into it. Because the list of long things is not going to go away. How we, perceive our perspective on that long list is what changes and then it could go from like oh i hate to have to do all these things more of like okay let's take on all these things let's see how great i could do all these right fitness can do that for us uh for some people it can't but i think for the majority who end up liking fitness or or health in general will have that kind of result from that mental mindset you know
1: I, I agree. And you know, I would like to also add something. Uh, I feel like a lot of people put them or categorize themselves in these buckets. Like you and I, fitness is a big part of who we are and our life and our daily life. For some listening to this, they may think, you know, that's never been me. I don't think that will be me. It's not me. I just don't enjoy fitness. Um, and that's perfectly okay. But what I would encourage everyone to do is just to start and just to test the waters out. It doesn't have to be starting, you know, on a five-mile run. Um, Anything is as little as maybe just stretching your body uh, for 15 minutes when you wake up in the morning. Um, Just doing that uh, alone, you know, you, you just don't know what impact it will start to have unless you do it and you have to give it a little bit of time. Um, so my background, uh, you had asked a little bit earlier, which I didn't, um, mention, but I did a nutrition course and program, um, over the course of a couple of years and became a certified health coach. And I started to, uh, not just by default people, a lot of captains I would fly with would ask me questions, you know, Now, what do you think about this? Or, you know, I'd like to do that. Or just like pure conversation. Oh, my blood pressure is this or that. So I would give them little hints and tidbits. And nine times out of 10, they were very reluctant to do anything. Once they started, it was easier. And it's all about consistency. So I always told them, you do not have to do this. You do not have to work out um, for, for an hour at the gym. Start with 10 minutes. Do something for 10 yeah. minutes. You know, how about you stand up out of the, uh, off the sofa five times? Wonderful. Right. Let's do 10 times. And in the beginning, like anything we do in life, it's hard. It's tedious. No one likes it. But guess what? It was really hard on day one. By de- day 10, they're like, five times? That's it? Like, yeah. I'm like, exactly. That's exactly right what on. I wanted you to say. Yeah, exactly. and now I do it fifty times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know it's little little things, and you don't have to. But as long as you do something, I think um, those things ultimately make a big impact later on because our bodies, you know, we get older every single day, and our bones, our joints, everything, it it has more of an impact. Every single day we wake up, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's older than it was the day prior, which to me signifies, (laughs) needs a little bit, a little tiny bit more extra TLC or care, you know, like go ahead and do that stretch for just like three seconds longer.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I agree. I completely agree with that. You know, when, when I, uh, mentioned earlier that I get up every day, like I want to conquer the world. I, before I get that thought across my mind, I actually wake up with a little bit of hip tightness. And until I fix that hip tightness is when my mindset changes. What I'm, what I'm trying to say with this is that a, a muscular tweak in your body can mentally hold you or block you or prevent you from thinking things that are much greater, right? And because you have some sort of tweak or pain, you now can go down this path of thoughts that cannot get the the most potential out of yourself. And so when I wake up in the morning, I will stretch my hips out a little bit. I'll do maybe about like five, 10 minutes. And then I feel like it can conquer the world because that, that tightness is gone. I have nothing to to focus on my hip tightness right now. And I can focus on so many other things. So I'm so glad you mentioned the whole, even stretching for five minutes in the morning is wonderful. It can do so many great things for you.
1: And it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a mental shift too, yeah, because for
0: sure.
1: I did like, for example, I did, um, a leg workout that and I hadn't done legs, you know, in a couple of weeks, actually. So I after after I did that workout, I was really sore. I mean, to the point where <laughs> tying my shoe, I'm like, wow, what oh. is happening here? You know, and my first initial thought, um, like so many people is, wow, getting old sucks. Yeah. And then I thought, you know what? No, I'm not going to think that way. What I'm going right. to think is I had such a good workout that two days later, I'm still sore. Yes, I just right but, and then you just got to turn it back around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally true. I think that, you know, a lot of captains that I, that I speak with now, they're like, Oh, how old are you? Oh, you, you, you got into, you know, this spot at, at a great age. You still have a 35 year career. You know, and then we start talking about something about fitness and then they'll go like, wait until you hit, you know, mid thirties. Yep. And I'm like, why you got to say that, bro? Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. But you know what? It's such a mindset. It really exactly. is. Because yeah. we we have control over all of that. Now, of course, age is a huge factor. We can't control the actual number, but right. we can control what and how we how we feel around that number, what we do with regards to that number, and let me just tell you, I was part of a cycling club when I was in my late twenties um, when I lived in the Bay Area, and I can't tell you how many seventy year olds left me in their dust. Like, wow. I I just I would you know, and I would come home, I would be exhausted. I would lay on the floor for like a solid half hour. We would do like a 90-mile ride, and I was I was torn up after that. But wow. I always remember thinking, you know, these guys don't feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. They're consistent. They worked yeah. their way up to that level. No one was mm-hmm. born, you know, being an athlete like that. And now yeah. they're at that age where – you know, they say how old they are, and they don't think twice about it. It does not matter. They hop on a bike, or they go running, or they do their activity, yeah, and then the, the age else. is really just a number. So I always took that as, a, you know, really close to my heart because it really is. You 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 move, and you and you feel, you know, the way the way you move is the way you feel. And you right. have to have a positive attitude, um, and and just do things consistently. I think they ultimately make a really big difference.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think my long term goal is to be able to be, uh, you know, at an age of you know, anywhere between sixty and however old I'll be to live, um, to to feel that way, to feel like yeah, I'm going to get on a bike and just do this, or I'm going to go run, or I'm going to go play soccer. I'm going to go do all this. And I noticed that with, with people who have fitness as part of their lifestyle, not just like a certain portion in their life. And then they, they get up these people who are at an older age, fitness has been part of their life since, you know, for a real long time. And I mean, for me, at least you started when you were very young as well. I started when I was very young as well. You know, there's, I can't c- quite remember the first thing that I did fitness wise, but I knew that that feeling I got hooked on and that I wanted to continue doing it. And you, you know how you mentioned about, um, stand up from your couch five times when I used to do, when I was a little kid, I used to, watch I, my favorite TV show would come on. I didn't want to miss it, but I still wanted to go do some exercise. So I did sit-ups and push-ups for the commercials, and then when my show started back up, I would rest and watch oh, my wow. show. Oh wow! Oh
1: wow! You're a special kid. <laughs> You're a special. Seriously,
0: I know. I just I don't know what it was that I just kind of wanted to. It, you know, a lot of it being introduced to sports when I was very little. I just wanted to be the best. And I knew what it would take to be the best because I started listening to professional athletes, top professional athletes and what they did is pretty much what I started doing when I was 12 years old. Wow. And that, and I wanted nothing more than that. I obviously I, for my whole life, I always knew that I wanted to be a pilot, but if there was anything else besides being a pilot that I wanted to accomplish for myself is to be a professional athlete and to do what it would take to get to that level. So, you know, Life, life works in a certain way, and I didn't become a professional athlete, but the things that I learned from all that discipline since I was 10, 12 years old are very beneficial nowadays, especially in this job, you know, and uh, whenever I tell somebody that story or other stories, crazy stories when I was a kid, they're like, you're just weird. You're <laughs> just like, you're just like how, how did you even do that when you were 12? Yeah. And it's just like a mindset thing. It's about really what you truly want. And then you'll go after it. You'll do whatever is necessary to get there.
1: I agree. You know? I agree. And it, yeah. I mean, you were you were uh, maybe a little bit more dedicated than the average even child, I would say. But mm-hmm. what great lessons to to take away and carry on, you know, for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So here's a bit of a curveball question because I think about this uh, from time to time. Do you think if fitness wasn't a, a part of your life, how would your life be different?
1: Mm. That's a great question. Can uh, you even
0: imagine life without fitness? Because sometimes it's hard for me to even think about that.
1: You know, I do think about that in 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 the in the in the way. Of what if I wasn't able to physically do something um, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason? Uh, You know, different things happen in life ailments, illnesses, et cetera. And I think it would be, it would definitely be a struggle. It would be tough um, because I, I enjoy it so much. I think I would probably be more stressed. on a a daily in my daily life if i didn't Mm -hmm. have fitness to um you know kind of keep my energy up and my my mind uh, active and it's what allows me like i mentioned to work through different problems so i Mm -hmm. think i would definitely be a, a bit more stressed
0: yeah for sure i think i would have a lot of anxiety yeah if i didn't if i didn't uh be able, was able to to exercise, but very good point there because I there's sometimes people who do want to be fit, and for some reason physically they they can't, you know, for whatever reason it, it may be. Um, so w- when I see things like that, I often think to myself, w- what what would I be thinking if I couldn't do something physical? And it's those th- those thoughts are scary to think about, but it's okay to kind of dive into those thoughts because you kind of want, you always want to be resourceful in life with whatever you do, you know? Um, and it's with, with being resourceful, you kind of don't stay attached to one single mindset. Even if you're in fitness, sometimes sticking to one mindset and you try to do that for the whole rest of your life, it's, it's not going to be long, long lasting because you have to be able to change, you know? Um, so with, with, being able to change and amend your routines and fitness have you noticed a particular change on how you approach your workouts from let's say when you first started your airline career till now or even from when you were in your mid 20s in the bay area doing your cycles till now is it have you noticed it, some sort of difference
1: absolutely so for me personally it tends to i tend to gravitate towards different routines based on My uh, first and foremost, my geographic location. (laughs) So in the Bay Area, obviously, a lot more, um, a a lot nicer weather uh, certain months of the year. Um, Now being in the Midwest and in Chicago, we have pretty long winters. So I try to gravitate that towards things that I really love. Also, I'm not able to do every day. It's a little bit more jumping through hoops, but I I love skiing. So I try to do that. But then, you know, it's it's a it, you're constantly just kind of shifting and um, being flexible and trying to work stuff out. So I am outdoors most of the time. Like I would say at least nine months out of the year. But when it does wow. get cold and it starts to suck, that's when I move yeah. everything indoors and that's fine. And you just make it work and that's what the gyms are for. And, you know, you could do a variety of activities um, like, rock climbing or just on a, on a treadmill or a, on an elliptical yeah. or whatever, whether you do lunges and things like that.
0: yeah, so, you can make it work.
1: And you know, I wanted to mention something I had seen this um, a few years back and us being international pilots and, and flying all over the crazy place. I saw there was a ticket booth once where if someone didn't have enough money to pay for like a train ticket, Um, Mm -hmm. you could do like X amount of uh, squats to pay for that ticket and the camera would would watch you do it (laughs) and I thought you know even for someone even if you did have the money but preferred to do it that way yeah what an incredible incentive to get people to also move and not you know you're not getting penalized you're actually giving people more options right my, wow that's incredible. do
0: you remember where that was
1: i'd like to say it was in europe but I, okay. I i have been told by friends that they they believe they saw it in asia as well so i'll have to do a little bit of, little i research. definitely
0: <laughs> i definitely want to look that up that is very interesting that's a cool concept i think yeah um so with with uh, fitness, flying, and the granola that you do, what is your favorite, I guess, uh, recipe to make with the granola that you do at home, and your favorite recipe when you take on your trips?
1: Oh my goodness! So on my trips, I am I'm very boring.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs>
1: because you know, because I what I love about. the the granola is you can can do a variety of things like if I go and get an acai bowl somewhere um, I'll ask for some fruit toppings and nothing else Um, or maybe some you know cocoa nibs or something that I may not have readily accessible at home every day but I always top it off with granola so that's really easy if I get a a little cup of yogurt um, from the flight crew while I'm flying, that's super easy to dip in. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times, I just, I just open the bag and just shovel it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I hope that it <laughs> doesn't get every, everywhere on me. But um, yeah, it's just little easy things um, that I that I do on the road or throw it in a smoothie too, just for a little crunch and texture. Um, yeah. At home, I like to make uh, granola bars out of it, um, which is oh, super nice. easy um and uh there's quite a few recipes um i had an amazing uh college kiddo she's now a college freshman helped me with recipes she's incredible and we purposefully curated these so they would be five minutes or less you just need a handful of ingredients that you could keep using and reusing for um, a number of our recipes so um yeah she makes these mousse bars there's a key lime pie parfait that we did um so you can get a little bit more involved there but again yeah yeah yeah. it's it's easy if you watch the video you can watch it once and pretty much get it that's yeah that's the whole intent we want to keep it keep it simple
0: (laughs) yeah i i totally agree with uh sometimes it's that's the whole point of this granola right that it's so good you can just do it on on your trips or you can get creative with it at home i like to put on my overnight oats when i was when i'm on the trips and it's just it's just great it's like a little added you know crunch and texture with the flavor i really really think it's so easy to just add it to whatever you want in whatever situation you're in they're packaged so you don't have any problems with it internationally exactly which is which is great which is awesome so um that's really cool. That's really cool. And, and you've had this now, it's going to be what, three, th- two, three years that you've been? No.
1: So I started uh, the electrolyte powder before. Um, I was kind of in development and in uh, incorporating raw ingredients and taking them from overseas during COVID. But I actually mm-hmm. launched the business um, in May of this year.
0: So oh wow.
1: We we yeah, okay. we are newbies. We are just we're still crawling.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's good. I remember I I heard a uh I can't remember if I heard it or I saw it, but you did a podcast with Pilot to Pilot with Justin.
1: I did. Yeah.
0: He's such an awesome dude. I I was on his podcast a couple years ago and he is a great interviewer. But I that's where I came across about you because I saw it and I was like healthy snacks something. And then I went into your, your profile. And then, um, at that same time too, oh, I forgot her name uh, from uh, wonder woman of aviation. Natalia. Natalia. Yeah, yeah. She mentioned me about you. And I was like, wow, so funny. I literally just looked at her profile, yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah. that's amazing. They're that's really amazing
1: cool. people yeah, yeah. They do a yeah, lot yeah. for our community as well. So I adore them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, where can you, can you tell us where can we uh, find your granola? What's the website, your IG? Love to hear that.
1: Yes, absolutely. So You uh, anyone can just go on um, online. It's avi-foods.com. Um, our handle on social media is avi-foods-co. So Avi Foods Company. Um, so just the CO part at the end. And um, yeah, if you're in the Chicagoland area, we're in a number of gourmet markets and stores here. Um, some of the keto platforms in particular, they have na- we've had nationwide distribution. So we sent out um, about uh, 11,000 of these little guys that went wow. nationwide to um, like a keto subscription box um, this yeah. summer. Um, yeah, we do a lot of gourmet events, uh, throughout Chicagoland, but we're, we're slowly getting traction, um, and distribution, uh, as we grow. It's, you know, it's a process. Uh, it's, it doesn't happen overnight, but anyone who would like to check us out, please uh, give us a shout, look us up on, on our website. Um, we send a lot of freebies and a lot of gifts, we're very giving here, so
0: <laughs> <Good. laughs> we will oh, we'll, f-
1: we'll get some some more than than what they paid for it. I can I can tell you that.
0: That's amazing. Well, I'll be sure to write down those on the description so that everybody can just click the link or, or be able to just copy paste into their IG handle and find find your page as well. And I, you know, I like I said, I've loved the granolas ever since I tried it. I think it's this company is gonna do. So great. I mean, it's all about not just the product that you sell. You seem like a very genuine person that truly wants to put out a good product out there for people. And it's not just about the product, it's about the service that you provide as well, like doing all these things that you do in the Chicago area. You know, people really love the person behind the product or the service and their story and also what else they have to offer. And I think you you fulfill all of those aspects greatly. And I have no doubt that Abbey Foods is going to be an amazing and growing company in the future.
1: Thank you so much. That means a lot. That it truly does. Because, you know, it's. Um, there's no point in putting out something if your heart's not in it, number one. And yeah. I've always felt and believed that um, in order to create any sort of change, you have to do it first and foremost with your heart and have sincere and good intentions. And if that comes across in any scope, I'm, I'm very thankful. So thank you for saying that. that, that yeah, of course,
0: of course. Well, Maggie, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I enjoyed getting to learn so much about you so much about Avi Foods and in I thoroughly enjoyed talking about fitness with you. It's always awesome to talk about health and fitness with like-minded people. And, uh, you know, for everything that you're going to do, I think you're going to do it to the 100% and always at the best. So thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you so much, Fernando. It was an honor and a pleasure. And thank you so much for your time and to all of your viewers.
0: All right. Awesome. Thanks, Maggie. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye which